0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Welcome to They Walk Among Us, a podcast dedicated to UK true crime. Listener caution is advised, as this episode contains adult themes and descriptions that some listeners may find distressing. This is the fifth in a series of short bonus episodes. To hear ad-free versions of all our episodes for just $3 a month, head to patreon.com forward slash theywalkamongus. David Smith, a former member of the SAS, was due to receive a large sum of money as a company he owned was being sold. David and his partner Elizabeth were excited as the windfall meant they could buy their dream home and permanently move in together after a committed long-distance relationship. Life appeared to be going well. and That was until Elizabeth suddenly fell ill. She was assessed by doctors and consultants who broke the news that Elizabeth was likely suffering from the early onset of motor neurone disease. But not everything was as it seemed. Sometimes the sweetest lie is easier to swallow than the bitter truth. David Thomas Smith was a toolmaker who lived in Telford, Shropshire. Born in the mid-50s, the divorced father of three children was 23 when his first wife, who had been a professional ballet dancer, died in a car accident. Even more tragically, she was carrying the couple's unborn child. Grief-stricken and angry, David was unsure of what to do, so decided to join the army. He accelerated through the ranks and eventually joined the special air service. The Special Forces Unit are responsible for complex and often dangerous missions like hostage rescue, counter-terrorism and covert reconnaissance. David was part of the team that undertook the raid on the Iranian embassy in 1980. The siege began after six gunmen stormed the building and took 26 people hostage. The incident was heavily televised. In the aftermath... The SAS was flooded with applications after countless viewers watched the footage on TV. It was the first time the British Army unit was brought to the public's attention. David went on to marry his second wife, with whom he had three children, however the couple later divorced. After his time in the SAS, he went on to work as a defence contractor and ran a factory that produced top-secret components for the Ministry of Defence. Owning shares in the company that was in the process of being sold, it would leave him with a sizeable fortune of well over two million pounds. Elizabeth Smith was born in 1955 and was described as bubbly and warm by her friends and family. She was an accomplished businesswoman with the entrepreneur spending years creating a successful beauty salon on Cathcart Street, one of the first in Ayrshire. She had a son, Michael, who was born in the late 70s, and Elizabeth would later become a grandmother to three children. Her relationship with Michael's father had dissolved when their son was young, and the couple went their separate ways, leaving Elizabeth to raise her child and run a business alone on the southwest coast of Scotland. During a winter's day in January 2012, Elizabeth went shopping. While browsing an aisle of a department store, a passing comment from a fellow shopper turned into a lengthy dialogue between the two. The stranger introduced himself as David Smith. The two hit it off and continued their conversation for well over an hour. Elizabeth was charmed by David. He came across as open and genuine, so when David asked her out for a coffee, she thought, why not? David said he was in Scotland on business through his work as an engineer. He told her he lived for his three children, but had separated from his wife four years ago. After the two finished talking, they exchanged numbers and email addresses. Their relationship moved quickly, and soon the pair were in constant contact. They met again at Glasgow Airport after David travelled up from Telford, where he lived. Their bond was strengthened by the fact they shared the same interests enjoyed the same music and shared a similar sense of humour. David told Elizabeth about his life, the loss of his first wife, his time in the SAS and his children. He seemed like he was an ordinary man who had lived an extraordinary life. As their relationship blossomed, every ten days David would travel from his home in Telford to stay with Elizabeth in Scotland. As his job made it difficult to be away from the factory for long, the couple developed a long-distance relationship that worked for them. Even though they hadn't known each other long, they believe you only get one shot in life, so why not take it? Just two months after they had met, David gave his new partner a diamond ring. Elizabeth didn't want to get married straight away, but she agreed to wear it as a commitment ring. The next step was to meet each other's children, During his visits, David would often bring all three of his children. He was introduced to Elizabeth's son, a daughter-in-law and her grandchildren. He said that his divorce had not been pleasant, so it wasn't something he was comfortable discussing. But David proudly showed members of his new family footage of the siege on the Iranian embassy, where he pointed out his courageous actions. Six months after they had first met, Elizabeth's health started to decline. A few years before she had met David, Elizabeth had suffered from health problems and she believed this recent illness was almost certainly connected. The migraine she had suffered from in the past returned. She was extremely fatigued, could barely leave her bed and would sometimes faint without warning. She began to develop double vision and would often fight to keep food down. Sometimes Elizabeth would even struggle to make it to the bathroom, and so David would help her clean up. David took care of his new partner without complaint, but Elizabeth's health was rapidly declining. She lost a considerable amount of weight and began to look frail, but despite her illness, Elizabeth tried to carry on working as a beauty therapist. She needed to keep her business afloat, however on one occasion at work, when she stood up, she immediately fainted. The emergency services were called and Elizabeth was rushed to hospital. The hurried visits became a more frequent occurrence. Desperate for a diagnosis, she paid a visit to a private neurologist. Tests were carried out and Elizabeth, along with her family, received the tragic news that she was likely in the early stages of motor neurone disease. Motor neurone disease is rare and slowly disables the motor neurons in the brain and spinal cord, which control speaking, walking, swallowing and breathing. Sadly, doctors aren't sure what causes the condition, but life expectancy for around 50% of those diagnosed is three years from the first sign of symptoms. Elizabeth's life was slowly falling apart. She was losing the business she had built up since the early 90s. However, the company David worked for was being sold, and with his shares he would become a millionaire once the paperwork had been signed. David had constantly supported Elizabeth throughout her illness, so she agreed to marry him, and the couple tied the knot on the Isle of Arran during January 2015. The ceremony was a small and quiet celebration. David was so nervous he could barely get through the vows. It was some consolation that even though Elizabeth's livelihood was at risk due to her illness, she was being taken care of by someone that loved her.
2: A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times.
0: you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at Airbnb.com slash host.
2: How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.
3: Wow!
1: Nice! Yeah!
0: What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts, made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST.
1: One lunchtime during July 2015, when Elizabeth's health wasn't getting the better of her, she decided to get out of the house and take a trip to the bank. She hadn't been checking her finances much. It hadn't been a priority due to her illness. She was shocked when she was told by the cashier that £10,000 had been taken from her account. Elizabeth found out that the funds were being withdrawn every few weeks via an ATM, £350 at a time. £350 was the maximum amount allowed to be withdrawn each day. Looking at the dates when the money was taken, Elizabeth realised they coincided with the times when David came to visit. She didn't want to believe what she was seeing. She knew she had given him the pin to her card, so she confronted him. David's response to the accusation of theft was why on earth would he need the money, as he would have plenty after the sale of his business. He told her that on more than one occasion he had withdrawn cash upon her request, but had never taken any for himself. Upset, David contacted Elizabeth's son Michael, explaining that he wouldn't steal from his new wife. Elizabeth wasn't sure what to believe, and could it be that her illness was making her forgetful? Despite the couple trying to reconcile, shortly after their argument about the missing money, there was a break-in at Elizabeth's home. The couple were in the process of viewing a new property, and upon their return they realised that the home had been ransacked. A safe had been emptied and left in the front garden, and all of the cash in the house had been stolen, which amounted to a total of £3,000. Elizabeth was distraught. The police were called and began an investigation. Elizabeth's family had their suspicions about David, so her son Michael waited until both his mother and a new husband were out of the house. Michael found David's car keys and searched the vehicle. He opened the boot and discovered a bag of money, which appeared to match the amount that was taken in the burglary, so Michael called the police. A short while later, he contacted his mother and told her to return home with David as he had to speak to them. When the couple arrived home, they were greeted by Michael and a CID officer. Elizabeth collapsed to the floor with tears streaming down her face. She later explained to the press that it was in that moment my world fell apart. At that moment, this man I'd given my heart and soul to was a total stranger. She had been diagnosed with motor neurone disease and now discovered her new husband was stealing from her. As David was led away in handcuffs, this was the last time she would ever see a husband outside of a courtroom. After David Smith's arrest, He was sentenced to 150 hours of community service for theft. However, it wasn't until a month later when something more sinister was revealed. Since the couple had split up, Elizabeth had to face the harsh reality of her condition and the stress of having to go through a divorce. Emotionally, she had hit rock bottom, but noticed that her physical symptoms were improving. Motor neuron disease is degenerative. People suffering from it aren't expected to get better. During August 2015, a month after her husband's arrest, Elizabeth managed to get in touch with David's ex-wife from his second marriage and asked about his background. Elizabeth was informed that David had never been in the SAS. He had no military honours and certainly did not own a factory or have any shares in a company. David had told Elizabeth that his fellow soldiers in the elite regiment he served in were dead. Elizabeth had never seen any evidence of David's past military career, but when she asked him about it, she was told that his ex-wife had locked his army memorabilia in her attic. In the early stages of the relationship, David had even shown Elizabeth's family footage of the Iranian siege on his laptop, pointing himself out as the events unfolded. David's ex-wife explained to Elizabeth, that this simply wasn't true. She also confirmed that he had never been married before. There was no accident, and he had never lost an unborn child. He had told Elizabeth when they first met that he had been divorced for four years, but it turns out David had only been apart from his first wife for four weeks. Elizabeth decided to call David, asking if he had somehow been involved in her illness.
3: I don't I'm sorry for everything that I've, I've, I've done. Uh... You know, for three and a half years, and I've, and I've, I've just bought your life.
4: I haven't spent my life. Not now because I'm alive. My life will go on. Trust me. A lot better than it ever would have been. So don't, don't yeah. even think about that. No.
3: You need no, you to don't.
4: tell me what went, what you put in my uh. smoothies and my food that made me so ill, and if you don't tell me, I mean, I know there's been something.
3: <coughs> Liz, look, a couple of times I did put, like, a laxative in.
4: Yeah, I know but, you did.
3: Uh, uh, but, but, but that's it.
4: it there that was, it was more than a couple of times, Dave.
3: I, did, uh, I didn't, drug you, it was like really just laxative.
4: That's drugging. That's poisoning my system.
3: I, I, you know, you may not believe this, I'm, I'm No,
4: I won't, but tell me anyway. Yeah,
3: I'm, I'm, I'm disgusted with myself. I'm, I never ever put anything in the oh, system.
4: Oh really? Tell me where it was in then. Um, not giving you
3: time
4: to it, think.
3: It was in like, in like tea. But I never put anything in the smoothies and Oh well,
4: I know that. Know. well, that makes it a lot better, thanks
3: No, oh, that makes no, me feel
4: no. so much better So no, I, I'll no. tell you one thing it was and, and you cannot deny this Your bollock knees. Am I right? Um, to be honest you can't really deny that one
3: It may have been, I, I, Correct. I, I just can't remember now Yeah Liz, Liz, I deeply regret, and I mean that, what what I did, and I was I just got myself into a corner. Liz, can I ask you? Please, please don't get don't get the police involved, please. Liz, Liz, please, 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 just 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 don't get the, the police involved, and look. I promise you, what I've said to you, I will do.
4: I'm going now, but my last parting words are, are you ready for this? Yeah. This is all recorded. Goodbye.
1: David had secretly administered laxatives over the course of three years, between March 1st, 2012, and July 20th, 2015. Elizabeth was at a loss of what to do, but shortly after the phone call with David, she received text messages from him, with a number of photos attached. In the first, David was sat upright in what looked like a hospital bed, and in the second he was shirtless with an intubation tube taped in place up his nose. He said that he had been diagnosed with cancer and was receiving treatment. He begged her that she not go to the police, as he didn't want his children to be without her father. She was sure that David was lying, so Elizabeth contacted the police, and David was arrested. 62-year-old David Smith pled guilty to culpable and reckless conduct during February 2017 at Air Sheriff Court. Sentencing took place a month later, after Sheriff John Montgomery demanded additional details in relation to the medical effects of the poisoning. During sentencing, Sheriff John Montgomery addressed David Smith. Your wife suffered diarrhea and weight loss over a period of three years. It is clear to me that you must have known at an early stage the effects the laxatives were having, but you continued your criminal conduct over a prolonged period and caused her to be physically ill. I have given careful consideration to sentencing for this evil conduct and feel that imprisonment is appropriate. Elizabeth sat amongst the onlookers in the trial and burst into tears of relief when the sentence was handed down. David Smith received 42 months in prison. So where are we now? Elizabeth Smith spoke to a number of UK newspapers, hoping to spread the message about what happened to her. Here she is speaking to the press.
4: When I first met Dave, he was the kindest, just a lovely, normal guy. You know, I mean, I look back at all my bank statements now, right down to even my birthday, my 60th, took me to Mexico, made a big thing of it. I was out of my bank. <laughs> so it was it stealing and from me the whole It was stealing, yes. I mean, I haven't gone back the three years. To be honest with you, I can't bring myself to do it. It's And it's not about the money. It's just, I want people to be aware that there are these people out there and they're very, very dangerous men.
1: When Elizabeth spoke to BBC Scotland, she stated that David is a 100% Walter Mitty character. He's got caught up entirely in his web of lies. Due to the seriousness of her condition, Elizabeth believes that David was spiking her food with something more potent than laxatives. She was informed by doctors that if the poisoning would have gone on any longer, she may have died of liver failure. While clearly being poisoned by your spouse would be traumatic enough... It was the emotional heartbreak that seemed to hurt Elizabeth more. She went on to This Morning, a UK TV chat show, and explained, he was a wonderful, wonderful man, and when I get to my age, to meet someone like him was lovely. Elizabeth was asked what David was looking for. Was it money? She replied, I really wish I could answer, because you never doubt for one second that this man is a total, a complete stranger. When everything unfolded at the end, I just didn't know. I thought I'd met the perfect man. Elizabeth also spoke to the Daily Record before David was sentenced. She said, It is important that people know what he is like. I hope he really gets what he deserves when he is sentenced. He is warped, but he had convinced me that he adored me. She added, I didn't know he was trying to poison me, I feel totally violated. I'm actually a lucky one, though. I've lived to tell the tale. When it became clear what was happening, my heartache was unbearable. I gave him my heart, body and soul, but he was a total stranger. Thank you for listening, and special thanks to our Patreon supporters. For more information, please visit theywalkamonguspodcast.com. Our podcast recommendation for this week is Rance and Reason. Join hosts Karen and Chuck, a liberal and conservative, as they discuss social issues that affect America. I really enjoyed a recent episode titled Guns in America Part 3, What We Never Say, which tackles the subject of mental health and gun control. It's a refreshingly honest, compassionate, and constructive discussion which touches on suicide, impulsivity, and both Karen and Chuck bravely recount their experiences with mental health. It's one I highly recommend, so please stick around for a trailer at the end of this episode. If you would like to support They Walk Among Us and receive ad free content and other extras, go to patreon.com forward slash They Walk Among Us. You can follow us on Twitter at TWAU underscore podcast or follow us on Instagram and Facebook under The Walk Among Us Podcast. Are you tired of all the anger in politics?
0: Are you sick of all the fear mongering?
1: Do you want to actually like people again?
0: Are you just done with all the ranting?
1: Well, I'm not really done ranting. I like ranting.
0: Then you can rant. I'll be reasonable.
2: Check out Rants and Reason podcast.
1: We're a cynical liberal.
0: And an extremely patient conservative.
1: Identify the issues dividing us, hash out policy, and work to find common ground.
0: All while being civil to each other.
1: You are not civil to me. <sighs> Find Rants and Reason Podcast on iTunes, Podbean, and Stitcher.
0: And join us at Facebook at Rants and Reason Podcast Group.